Welcome back to another Daily Walk. Today, we want to talk about, will he find righteousness in this land? That's actually very important to discuss. And uh, it ties exactly where we are in our current age. Before we get on into that, this is a listener and viewer supported podcast and video channel. So if you want to help support the channel, have a look at rwalkinchrist.com forward slash support. It's all the ways to help support the channel. But uh, with that, let's go ahead and dive on in. All right, so what we want to talk about is, will God find faithful in this land? And I mention this because we're coming up on the precipice of an election. And I think that this is a particularly important one in the light of the circumstances, the situations where our country is in, the fact that most of the world, most of our country and most of our world seems to be in this insane, insane concept that the whole world's going to die of this mysterious virus that really only kills a very small percentage of people who are very old and have multiple comorbidities, um, which is very interesting uh, that something like this would cause such panic. But we also are seeing a lot of other factors in place. We're seeing rioting and looting in the streets in, in many larger cities. It hasn't necessarily come here, but even here, we've had the protests here. I mean, what's the definition of a riot versus a protest? Because they're leaving the place completely covered in graffiti in many places where they go. And uh, that is problematic. It's so much so that we there's graffiti back in the walking paths. I mean, that's insane. Like, I didn't think these people knew what woods were. But um, apparently they do, and they brought their spray paint with them. And that's the type of stuff that we're starting to see all over the world, and it's going to get worse. The question is, is it going to get... Is it going to get worse much faster or is it going to get worse a little bit on the slower side? Or can we have some retraction and bring us back to maybe a better day for a period of time? And what I want to do as we look into this, and I'll explain the views and the various ideas here, but let's look at the text first, which is going to be in Genesis 18. And uh, in Genesis 18, God and two angels comes and visits Abraham. And this is when he is actually going to be telling Abraham that he is actually going to have his son within one year. Prior to this, it's like, hey, you're going to have a son. You're going to have a son. Abraham's walking by faith. But what happens is he gets to this point where it's like, this is the time. One year from now, you will have this child. But then he goes to leave. Now, uh, verse, uh, we're going to go starting in Genesis 18. We're going to start picking up in verse 16. We're just going to get several points from there. Then the men rose up from there and looked down towards Sodom, and Abraham was walking with them to send them off. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am about to do? Since Abraham will surely become a great and mighty nation, and in him all the nations of the earth will be blessed. I have chosen him so that he may command his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing righteous and justice, and that the Lord may bring upon Abraham what he has spoken about him. And the Lord said, The outcry of Sodom and Gomorrah is indeed great, and their sin is exceedingly grave. I will go down now and see if they have done according to this outcry which has come to me, and if not, I will know. And we're going to pause right there and talk about the outcry. The sin has become so great. I'll tell you, our country is getting weird. Now, a few more clips. I don't know if the full show on Netflix I talked about on a couple a couple weeks ago, or is it last week? I forget. 
um, where we talked about the show Cuties on Netflix. So this is just one of several Netflix shows that has been going on to really normalize sexuality inside of the cultures. Uh, of course, uh, Glenn Beck recently did a program looking at uh, analysis, uh, analyzing some of the school curriculum is giving to four-year-olds that is literally sexually explicit stuff, teaching four-year-olds about self-stimulation and having graphic photos of a variety of different sexual acts. It, it's appalling to see that. And that is normalized in our culture. Well, this cuties, I don't know if the whole thing came out or just some more clips have leaked out, but all the people who were speaking about it were going, um, yeah, this is actually worse than we thought. It takes something amazing to get a show like this worse than we thought. But apparently there are close-up camera pan-in close-up shots of little girls twerking crotches. That is how bad this is. And that's just a program. And thousands, if not millions of Christians or professing Christians are still handing money to Netflix. Make their wallet hurt and they'll stop doing that. But we have slipped in this culture where it's like, oh, whatever. Or it's like, oh, I just won't watch that. And that's what we basically, I, I talk about, did I talk about, I think I talked about it in I Am Not Amused, where we have the dem, uh, democratization of faith. And in the democratization of faith, we can find anything that we want. And, and basically our life society becomes this buffet style. You, you take what you want, you leave what you don't want. Well, there comes a point in time when we have to be as assault holding back the culture. John MacArthur did an amazing um, sermon. I think it's like, who's really behind the riots or something like that. It was back in, uh, I think, June 7th or so of 2020. And it was an, uh, a fascinating take as he looked at what has been happening in our world over the course of just the short period of time of 2020 is the destruction of the conscience. Of course, a lot of these have been happening a long time. The destruction of the conscience, the destruction of the nuclear family. If you have not read Black Lives Matter's website, they are not about black lives. They are about the destruction of the nuclear family. It's exp explicitly on their What We Believe page. If you particularly if you have one of those stupid Black Lives Matter signs hanging up in your yard, if you've not read their website, you should go read that before you keep that sign in your yard one more sunset. They are not about protecting black lives. They are about a communist and a Marxist revolution which requires the destruction of the nuclear family. Go look at it yourself. MacArthur goes on to say they are taking down the authority of the government. Okay. A lot of these people out there rioting and protesting, they've already been caught in release over a dozen times. The government's just in the name of, we don't want to cause a controversy. Ooh, we don't want to be, be seen as negative against the Black Lives Matter protests, so they'll catch the guys, slap them on the wrists, and send them home. And then they come back, and they learn that there's no consequence for your sin. And then he says, the last thing is the destruction of the church. Well, what's happening all throughout the land? Nevada, Supreme Court ruled that in Nevada, a casino can remain open, but a church can't. Uh, as of recording this, MacArthur's church was just the court ruling ruled that they are not allowed to have church services indoors. And we'll see what happens from that. I, I suspect they probably will, uh, nevertheless. And who knows, maybe they'll have another last minute change of venue before their next church on Sunday. I don't know. I'm actually recording this before Sunday, so who knows? 
Let's go ahead and go on then, because the men turned away from there and went down towards Sodom, and Abraham was still standing before the Lord. So God stays, he's still chatting up with, with uh, Abraham, and the angels move off towards Sodom. And Abraham came near and said, Will you indeed sweep away the righteous with the wicked? Suppose there are fifty righteous within the city. Will you indeed sweep away and not spare the place for the sake of fifty who are in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing and slay the righteous with the wicked, so that the righteous and the wicked are treated alike. Far be it from you, shall you not judge all of the earth and deal justly? And the Lord said, If I find fifty righteous in the city, then I will spare the whole place on their account. And Abraham replied, Now behold, I have ventured to speak the Lord, although I am but dust and ashes. Suppose the righteous, the fifty righteous, are lacking five. Will you destroy the whole city because of five? And he said, I will not destroy the city for forty-five. There he spoke to him again, suppose forty are found there. I will not do it on an account of forty. And he keeps on going down and lowering and lowering and lowering the number. Why? Well, because Abraham's nephew Lot lives in Sodom. And the angels go and they meet Sodom. And we're not going to read the rest of the text, but uh, the Cliff Notes version. The angels go. They say, hey, we're going to spend the night in the city square. And all the people come and say, no, we want to come and have um, homosexual relations with you. And so Lot knew that this would happen. He invited the angels to stay in. The angels saw that, yes, indeed, the city was wicked. And so he's like, okay, you're the righteous one. You get out of here because we're wiping out the city. Now, Looking at this and applying this to our American culture, I have a fundamental question. Are we as the church being faithful? Who cares about the rioters out there? Are we as the church being faithful? Because oftentimes what I'm seeing in modern churches is so much heresy, so much false teaching, so many false beliefs. I'm seeing so much of this type of stuff that Mega churches are devoid of the gospel. There's mega churches that are even in states that are allowed to meet, and they're saying we're not meeting until like 2021 sometime. That's insane. That's totally insane. MacArthur, he, meanwhile, he's fighting to have in-person services. In fact, in the earlier rulings, he is willing to do social distancing and masks. That was one of the rulings. The judge said, you can if you do this. They said, we will do that. And then the city came out, you can't meet indoors at all. They said, fine, then we're just going to meet indoors because that is the command from the Lord. You choose for yourself whether we ought to obey the Lord or obey man. And so when the ruling came down, unless it's changed by the time they meet in church again, uh, I suspect that they're still going to church and I suspect that they're going to get a big fine because the city has them under a magnifying glass. I don't know why they're dealing with rolling blackouts. They're dealing with their half their state is on fire. They're dealing with several other issues that... A peaceful church meeting in their own terms by their own choice, it just shows that they are simply against the church. And this is the type of stand that we need to make. God bless John MacArthur because he's taking a stand for what needs to be done. And we, as the Christians across the country, we need to take a stand against what is done. Because as we move into this election season, God is going to look at this country and ask, are there righteous here? Are there people who have turned aside? They're not Christian in name only. They are actually living a righteous life. They are trying to live as the scripture commands. They have placed their trust in Christ and not only have they placed their trust in Christ, but they have placed their trust in Christ and 
They are seeking to obediently follow his commands. If that is what God sees, we are going to get the person in office who's going to maintain some sense of what we already know and have seen. And if God looks down and does not find the righteous, he is going to give us exactly what we deserve. And we are going to fall into a much greater chaos. We are going to fall into a much greater depression. We are going to fall into the beginnings of the tribulations of the end times. And I am not saying one candidate is a saint and the other candidate is Satan. I'm saying one candidate that we have is going to maintain some degree of law and order. And that is that restraining thing that we need. Because when our culture pulls restraint out, like other candidates want to do, it is going to be chaos in the street. Will God find righteous on the earth? Is he going to come down here? And is he going to see us obediently following him? Or are we sucked into cuties and paying Netflix and other people who are pushing flat out pornography to us and paying for it? Which is an evidence that we are not following the Lord. That is the thought. So this is already getting long. We're going to stop here. But that's the thing. Pray. And by the way, no amount of election meddling is going to change who is supposed to be in office. Mail-in ballots, no mail-in ballots, in person, not in person. Whether somebody cheats, whether somebody doesn't cheat, the person who finally lands in office is exactly the one that is going to be appointed to God for the exact purpose that we are going to need. The question becomes, will he find righteousness on this earth? I'll leave it with that. So thanks for coming along. You can follow along not only on the, the channel here. I am on YouTube and on BitChute at Our Walk in Christ. We also are on Twitter, Minds, and Gab. Go ahead and check us out on all those different areas. Again, you can help support the channel over on ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com. <laughs>